if it isn't another episode of the 2am podcast brought to you by extra wallets extra is the sickest wallet company known to mankind it actually does not exist in the united states which makes it that much more valuable and they do ship here I did not know that. Really? That's, that's news to me. Yes, sir. If you look at it, I think it's two Swedish guys, actually. Um, but anyway, my favorite wallet, they provide the, uh, what is it, the Continental? <laughs> continental type. The continental breakfast of wallets. Yes, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> this is just a, It's a beautiful, beautiful wallet. comes in many finishes. My favorite item that they have is the duffel bag. Mm, with that secret compartment on the on the inside. It's perfection. Secret compartment on the bottom. Made out of bag I've had so far. suede and pure leather. Ooh, baby. Say less. And if you want to save money on that, use code 2AM. Um, also, we have our second favorite sponsor, which is Portal Sleep Medicine. Not medicine, because it's non-pharmaceutical. It's not FDA approved. It's not medical advice. But um, here we are. Speaking highly about it because it has helped me dream again. It has helped me sleep. It's one of my favorite mixes. It tastes really good too. Um, yeah, if you want to sleep better, go ahead and check them out at withportal.com. Use code 2AM. Sleep like a baby. And finally, we save the best for last. Oh my God, the game changer of all, the vital red light. It is the best, the best added ritual to my routine okay it provides me bliss happiness and great recovery for the next day makes me have deep sleep and it works very well with portal and it's a technological replacement Mm -hmm. although we recommend sunlight first 100 it's a technological replacement to sunlight if you don't get enough in your area so it's an absolute game changer and Mm -hmm. and big companies like sephora and in certain beauty uh conglomerate conglomerates are starting to get into the game because they understand how powerful it is mm-hmm. for skin for youth for for all these things yeah i even saw sean mendes using a red light the other day and i was like wow great good for this guy so if you want to achieve a nice youthful look recover better from the gym and overall just recover even from injury it's the perfect thing that you can like just introduce and all you have to do is sit in front of it yep feels good too Feel the warmth on your skin just penetrating. And I know you guys like penetration. So to save 15%, use code 2AM at vitalredlight.com. Without further ado, let's hop right into this. Today's episode topic is going to be... Ooh, it's a controversial one. Drum rolls, please. How to stop vaping. Forever. I love this topic. Because we live in a time where vaping is just, has completely replaced cigarettes. And, well, I wouldn't say completely, but like it really has overtaken. And it's due to the advertising of it. And it's due to the societal push towards it, peer pressure. It's a really easy device to get you to stop, or sorry, start smoking. Because it is portable. Mm-hmm. You can ghost these things so that you can vape pretty much anywhere. So if you hide it from your parents, they won't really know. doesn't really smell like smoke. You know? It smells like cotton candy, apple, watermelon. Yeah, blueberry, you know, whatever. Tons a thousand juice flavor. <laughs> and uh, 
I come from vaping and I come from smoking. I have quit smoking a long time ago. Mm -hmm. And vaping seemed like it was the best alternative at the time. Why? Because it was the healthier alternative to smoking, right? You weren't burning paper. You weren't burning tobacco anymore. It's just water-based glycerin with flavors. Or so they think. Mm-hmm. So the push on it back then, and I would say back then by probably 2012, 2013, <clears throat> when uh, vaping stores, I don't know if you guys remember, but like, you know, getting your coils built and dripping and like that drip life was a really common thing. And when something is new and it's pushed in a sense, you know, healthy or whatnot, you're like, yeah, screw smoking. I still get the same effect because I still get the nicotine and I get the same head rush. And now we got this whole like culture around it. So you feel like you're welcomed. And if anything, it's really healthy and good for you. Um, so l let's actually tackle that question. Yeah. If you were to choose between the two, which is, I mean, both are not healthy. So vaping and smoking cigarettes is just straight out the gate. They're not healthy. Mm -hmm. So I think it's disingenuous to put, okay, like a, a comparison between each of the two to say which one's healthier. Because a lot of the science that's starting to come out on vaping right now shows that it's arguably just as bad as smoking conventional cigarettes. Yeah. And that's the part that blows my mind because I was one of the, the people that was deceived into believing that it was healthier. Mm -hmm. It was an, al an alternate. When in reality, it just seems like it was a thing that was trying to compete with cigarette companies. Well, here's the question. Why, in your mind at least, did you think it was healthier? What about it created that idea in your head? First off, immediately, when you visualize smoking, there's a lot of burning involved. And it's clear burning. You know, you got to have a lighter on you, and you got to burn paper. Mm-hmm. Okay. So inhaling that to me was rather harsh. When you inhale a vape, it really does feel like it's water. It's just water vapor. It's kind of like um, inhaling steam. It's not as thick. Not as thick. And it's just doesn't seem all that as harsh at the very beginning. Hmm. Until you start having stomach problems or you start having lung problems. Like you start realizing that you hit the Stairmaster and you can, you know, you're breathing heavier. Or when you wake up, you have a lighter breath and as soon as you take a hit, you just feel this like rush of weight on your chest. I don't know how to ex further explain that, but it's just, oh, my throat too. Let's not forget that. It was kind of having similar effects. It did feel more, I mean, I think the deceiving part is that it felt more moist than dry. Cigarettes dry you out. This one moistens, moistens you up. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, in general, it's just going to have a negative impact on lung capacity. So mm -hmm. if you're trying to do cardio, in my mind, it's obvious why. You're not going to do as well because you're, you're constantly inflaming your lungs and in your system overall. So just makes sense to me. Yeah. And then once I was introduced with the common fact that your lungs were made to breathe oxygen, 
that kind of shifted my whole perspective on it. Yeah. Is that what a concept? No, no. I started asking myself the question, why can't I just breathe air? Why do I have to have like a side air? Whatever the case is, you know, whatever mm-hmm. you want to call it. That didn't really sit well with me because I'm a logical human being. So it's like, what? I don't know. And I, I am going to get into this um, after, like how to actually stop vaping and like, you know, restructuring your system. Because I don't think that vaping is necessarily the problem. I think the the image and persona and whoever is really responsible for making it a culture, that's the problem. Because I agree. Look at teens. And teens today, I would call anywhere from 14 to 22. Because... <laughs> It's a mind thing, right? It's taking young people a lot longer to yeah. mature, so might yeah. as well. So there's a lot of dangers in it, and that's just coming about now. Why? Because we've had a long time to study cigarettes, but we haven't had a long time to study vaping. And to see that, start off with a theory of saying that there is a correlation between similar effects between vaping and cigarettes is now coming out, which is crazy. And uh, there's many of them, and we have uh, compiled a bunch of notes for you guys that show a bunch of studies or kind of put it into perspective, like, what really is the damage here when you chronically vape? Mm-hmm. Uh, before we get into that, like, do we have anything to talk about in terms of the social aspect of vaping? Because I know we both know, personally, a lot of people who do vape chronically. Mm-hmm. I personally despise the habit. I've always hated it from mm-hmm. an early age. Um, I like I've taken one or two hits in my life and I've always hated it. I'm like, how do you do this constantly? Yeah. So what about from the social perspective? Is there any insight there? I think that at least what I've, from what I've observed is, and including myself, this is kind of how I felt is that smoking and vaping in general has always been linked to a certain lifestyle, Mm. a certain, um, personality attraction, right? Cool people smoke, you know. I like huddling up and chilling. Productive people smoke generally. So, dude, are you serious? I used to define activities with with vaping. Like, how could I drive and chill? Oh, dude, just pull out your vape. (laughs) Literally inhale while you steer. Like, it's it's just dope, you know, and you pick up some homies. Mm -hmm. You're all vaping. Everyone's like has a different flavor. Everyone has a different profile. And you're just kind of like, you know, like it's all chilling. About it, you know? But is it as cool to the outside world in in comparison to how the person who, who's vaping thinks it's cool? Well, I started thinking about this, and I'm like, how many of vapor's parents actually smoke and vape? How many run their lives on it? I know my parents don't. I wouldn't be surprised if it was a low So number. why does their son come up to be like that? You get what I mean? So as I get older, I'm just hit with these questions like if people are able to live comfortably and happy, stress-free, and de-stress and, you know, lower their anxiety without using a device, per se, where they're, you know, with withdrawing nicotine through inhalation, mm-hmm. um, then I should be able to do that too. 
you know, and it kind of came from like a deeper uh, inner strength part that I had to really redefine things. Does it really matter, right? If I look at a successful person, are they necessarily vaping? Do they run their day off vaping? I start to think like that. Like I start to think when they wake up in the morning, are they like fiending for like, oh my God, where is it? <laughs> or are they just content with whatever they got to get going, you know? Yeah. And then I started realizing that it's not just vaping. It's like, okay, first I need to take a hit. Then I need to go make my coffee. And then I need to take my hit with my coffee. And then I need to take my hit before my shower. And then right after I shower, I'm like looking for my vape. And then I start putting on my clothes. And I'm like, dude, normal people, I swear to you, normal people would just take a shower, get out, shave, put on some clothes. Well, let's, let's call a know. spade as a spade. It's just an addiction. It's just an it's addiction. It's a very severe addiction, especially because nicotine yeah. is, is pretty damn addictive compared to other substances. Yeah. And that's, I know it's, it's chemically addicting. But I would say it goes farther than that. And I oh, think it definitely does. It's yeah. habitual. It's not just the idea that you consume nicotine and then it has you for life. Like that's a very immature and limited view of addiction. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it, taking the community perspective and, and the a more holistic approach to addiction makes more sense. Like what is your environment? Do you have people around you who support you? Do you have purpose? Things of that nature. Mm-hmm. It's not the chemical hook theory where you just try a drug once and then you're absolutely screwed for the rest of your life. That's stupid. I think for me, it comes from just getting older in general and spending more time with family. And then you start to realize that, you know, the circle of family, nobody's really vaping. (laughs) So you feel like the odd one out. Like you're, you're kind of an idiot for doing it, you know, Yeah. because everybody runs their life without vaping and they're completely fine. So the struggles I have, it's like... You know, if, if, if I were to start thinking about, you know, a struggle that I had or whatever, I'd be like, oh, man, that sucks. And I would take a hit. It would make me feel better for the moment until that moment's gone. And then I take another hit and then you take another hit. And then you're like, am I controlling this? Because my inner man is telling me, yeah, I have full control. But at the same time, it's huddled in your mind. It's always there telling you, take a hit, take a hit, take a hit. Oh my God, take a hit. Like, imagine going through, like, I edit a lot on my computer, okay? And I would be like, mm-hmm, a few edits, edits here, a few edits there, and then 10 minutes later, I'm like, where's my fave? <sighs> All right, continue. Like, why is it stuck there? I know that that is disturbing my flow, and it's disturbing the person that I actually want to become and the goals that I have. Mm-hmm. The goals that I have, in order to get there, I need to stop vaping. Why? Because it's providing many distractions throughout everything that I do. Meaning that I am half-assing most things. Yeah. Not spending my time wisely, whatever you want to call it. And again, it's just focusing on short-term pleasure as opposed to long-term reward, especially in regards to health. Yeah. And and the tricky thing about this is that we don't know, but we know some of the negative health impact that this has on our bodies, but we don't know about the long-term impact Mm -hmm. because it's just been around for what, 20, 10, 20 years? At least at a mass scale. At a mass scale. With youth scale. that we're seeing now today. Yeah. I mean, let's just say 2011. So, I don't know, 13 I mean, years. dude, the, the stat that we have years, here is years. that two and a half plus million middle and high school kids are addicted to vaping in the U.S. Yeah. It's a life. It's a cool person thing. It's a lifestyle thing. It's the, the boys type of thing, you know. What are boys good at? Think about this from the very start, from the 70s. 
basement, garage, weed smoking, etc. You know, right? Until one day you have to fulfill some goals and you realize life is getting serious and you start naturally quitting these things. Yeah. Right. Um, for me, I noticed that vaping is an activity just like anything else. Okay. Let's just say my hobbies are golf, tennis, cooking, editing, cinematography, vaping. Like it, it's actually listed as that in my head now is that vaping is its own activity, but therefore we have vaping all day throughout all activities. <laughs> that doesn't make any sense. It doesn't make any sense. That sounds like an addiction to me. No, right? straight up. And that's why I say it's, it's more habit than it is chemical because you're in, you're infusing it to every single thing that you do. Mm -hmm. That's including waking up and doing mundane things like making coffee and drinking coffee and eating and finishing a meal and then showering, you know, does the like same what? thing apply with vaping as, as to cigarette smoking? Like eventually your, your brain and your body get used to the nicotine rush. Here's the, so you don't really feel anything and it's more so just habit at that point. Here's the difference. Okay. With cigarettes, you had a lot of moments throughout the day where you just couldn't smoke because you had to be in a vicinity of smoking. You had to step outside, and if you didn't have a lighter, you would have to look for one or whatever the case is. Sometimes it would be like that. Sometimes it wouldn't. For the most part, you had a lighter. Um, and knowing that it had a time and place was a different thing. But this is what I'm saying with vaping is that there is no time and place. You can. Students are just doing this. Yeah, in the middle of class ghosting it and then when you when you hold it in for, for a little bit you know you're getting the head rush and everything right and you're containing it in your chest and then when you release it pretty much no smoke's coming out think about that with a cig you can never do that with a cig in the no. classroom so you have to bust out the lighter it, it infiltrates the entire room so it's think obvious of, i just want people to think of how many seconds per day you are taking a drag and and that's just consciously let's take a guess okay from your experience and from the experience that you've seen watching other people, mm -hmm. how many times a day do you think the average person hits a vape? Or the average chronic user? Mm. I have to say it's over 150. Oh, definitely 100, uh, over 150. Easy. That's easy money right there. That's insane. Um, I would say maybe... Four to five thousand hits per five days. So you could that easily much. hit nine hundred to a thousand hits per day. Wow. Are you serious? You don't think that's too much? You could, is what I'm saying. Okay. I'm not saying that that that, that is the average, but you could. So at the at the higher level of people who are really addicted. Yeah. Hmm. Just think of your disposables. If they're advertised at five thousand puffs. All right, and you know some people that buy it every six days, five days and a half. What does that equal to? Yeah, just run the numbers. Give or take, yeah. That is insane. That is insane. What, like, what if you were to do that with any other drug out there? What if you were to have alcohol 150 plus times a day? Just take a sip. <laughs> I see that that's where I'm like, that it, it's irrelevant because it's just, that's an intoxicant. This one is just kind of like a, mood lifter, de-stressor, whatever they're advertised as. But that's what I hate about the logic today is that people are trying to water down 
the negative effects of vaping. You see? Yeah. Like see, it, it's not just something that that's like less bad. It's not than alcohol. Okay. It is less bad because you don't get there the same day, but in the longer term, it is completely messed up. We're talking about lung damage, potential osteoporosis, lowering of bone density. We're talking about... Well, let's get into it. I mean... We're talking about um, blood flow here. Mm -hmm. We're talking about lower testosterone. These are all things that you need for your body to operate healthily, and especially as a dude, as a man, all right? When you need your levels to be balanced or high in some aspects, you're diminishing it. Why? For what? For blueberry lemonade iced. <laughs> You see what I mean? Yeah, it is ridiculous. And now we have people like Andrew Tate where he's smoking a cigar all day. And you're like, I, all I can picture is his testosterone level. Just why? If he could be at peak male, he's now diminishing that. You get what I mean? Yeah. That to me is huge because when you look at the statistics of the uh, decline in testosterone level across all men in the past decade. Chronic smoking is a huge factor in that. Yep. I 100% Absolutely. Believe so. There's no doubt about I that. I 100% believe that. And it's because of the ease and access of vapes and devices. Mm -hmm. Because if, if you look at least within the past 10 to 15 years, historically, cigarette consumption is going down mm -hmm. at a record rate. It is. But vape, vaping consumption is going up. Mm-hmm. Especially among the youth. Um, but I think this is a good time to probably get into the science. Yeah. A little bit of the, the research on this stuff. Let's help right into it because um, it is very necessary to know these things if you don't already know. Which most people, by the way, way won't know. Yeah. They'll have no idea. So um, this first one that we, we brought up here is a study published in the Journal of Nicotine and Tobacco Research. They found that DNA damage in the mouths of both vapors and smokers was more than double of that uh, that was found in non-users. Mm. So this comes from Keck School of Medicine at USC. Uh, they analyzed that epithelial cells taken from the mouths of vapors, smokers, and people who, uh, and they also analyzed that from people who have never smoked or vaped. So that's extremely problematic at the, uh, the start. Mm -hmm. If you're damaging DNA and oral cells, what is that leading to in the rest of your body? Yeah. I mean, it starts with your, generally your gums, teeth, taste buds. Yeah. Like we can go down anything with this. And the accelerated part of, of the, the noticeable things that you see when you stop, like when you stop completely, the first three days, your taste comes back to normal and you taste things better. That is so wild to me. You taste things better, man. Your appetite starts to shift into, wow, I'm, I'm quite hungry all the time. Mm -hmm. You know, not all the time, but you're, you're more able to have an appetite. Yeah. You're able to eat on time, just like your body wants to. Because nicotine suppresses appetite, right? It does. Yeah. yeah. And ima imagine inhaling extra air through this little tiny air hole that shoots up glycerin. Going mm -hmm. through your esophagus, hitting your stomach lining, your stomach wall, okay? And 
to some, you may complain about heartburn and it's due to food or whatever. But what I did realize is that it is directly linked with vaping. Mm. Once you stop that, a lot of those problems that that really hollow um, feeling in your esophagus is gone ultimately. Yeah. And it makes sense because you're removing a source of toxicity from your environment, mm -hmm. from your body. And again, this is just my personal experience. So if I'm having it and, you know, we're all humans, I'm sure a lot of people like me exist. Yeah. What my main beef with is uh, in terms of the negative health effect of vaping is the impact it has on the heart, mm -hmm. the cardiovascular system, and the likely potential of increasing cardiovascular disease. So really what we're looking at is accelerated aging of the cardiovascular system if you consume it chronically. So this one study found that within an hour of the five-minute e-cigarette exposure, the short-term group's arteries narrowed by approximately 30%. Mm. Vasodilation decreased as well. So That's we know huge. that smoking has a very detrimental impact on what, what we call the endothelium, which is the uh, basically the innermost wall of your arteries, mm -hmm. the the part of your arteries that come in contact with blood, and that causes chronic inflammation throughout the system, but especially within those arteries. Wow! And if you continue to do that over time, then you also uh, minimize the ability of nitric oxide to open your arteries up, and that is what causes a cascade of, of negative consequences for your cardiovascular system. Wow! I just must say this. Since I do have an aura ring and I get to see my heart rate all the time, when I was vaping, I would notice at the end of the night when I was looking at my heart rate, I'm like, why are there spikes where they're reaching 130 if I didn't hit the gym today or I didn't do that much of an activity? It's a great point. And you start realizing that I remember having the shortness of breath after a compilation of hits, right? Mm -hmm. And it was around that time probably. I was generally like a conscious vapor, you could call it, where I was just like kind of like not really scheduled a time, but I know my times of day where I've just like you were you know, aware chain of vape. Yeah. Yeah. I was aware of it. And I would see it and I'm like, I remember like my, my breath would be like, <clears throat> whatever. And then for the hour, it would go away after an hour. Mm -hmm. But I remember that spike. Your, your heart rate literally goes from 86 BPM, like. You know, you're, you're finally energized for the day all the way to like 138. It almost it doubles. Dude, all the way down and it would start to reaching like 110, 110 until like maybe an hour later it would reach 86. Very interesting. So think of what, what that's doing. Another thing is, which I found interesting, is a lot of pains started to appear throughout my body. And I'm a young, healthy person. I'm fine. Besides the vaping at the time. And, um... I saw that like I would have hip pain and all this stuff. And I'm like, like, ow, you know, and I'm like, did I get hit there? Like what happened? You know, and they would go away another day and they would come back. And then one day it would feel like you're having little, um, nudges in your chest, little spikes of hmm. like stabs almost. Well, that's the chronic inflammation going to work. There you go. Any, so, any vulnerability within your body mixed in with chronic inflammation will reveal those symptoms. Yeah. And once I started like, you know, looking up questions or, or seeing things online, I came up like, obviously I mentioned this to you earlier, which we'll probably get into later, but, um, it was hip pain. Mm. One of the things was literally hip pain, which is so counterintuitive. And I'm like, 
The reason why that didn't sit well was because I remembered my hip. I was just like, what? And everyone that thinks I'm crazy, that's what I was thinking. I thought I was crazy until I read that article. And I'm like, why would, it, why would it like just tune into hip pain and fractures and bone density? That to me was like crazy. Well, what you were telling me earlier before we started this episode is because it, it, it causes dysfunction with calcium uptake in the mm-hmm. body, which is very interesting because I mean, I have to do more research on it, but I had no idea that smoking directly impacts calcium level. Yeah. And this is chain vaping over a course of time. So that means long term. Yeah. If you do it for like two weeks. And it's not like, you know, it. you take three hits from your friend and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, no, that doesn't work like that. It's more like you are a vapor at this point. And you've been doing it for quite some time. Yeah. Then you start seeing these things. Yeah. So let's get into some other things. I mean, vaping was found to temporarily impact blood vessel function in healthy people. No surprise there. Mm-hmm. Um, it decreases cell survival and increases markers of inflammation. Mm-hmm. Again, no surprise there. Um, DNA damage. A separate point of view for DNA damage is very interesting. So the, in this study, they identified three DNA damaging compounds formaldehyde. Terrible. Acrolein and methyl glyoxyl, wow. whose levels increased in the saliva after vaping. And we don't know this. So, so think about this. Mm-hmm. Where are the majority of vapes made? China. Where's the vajor- m- majority? <laughs> Where's the majority of vape juice produced? China. Okay. Do you think the Chinese have an interest in like taking care of your health with this stuff? No, it's about mass production. And because it's about mass production, they have essentially infused these products with the most horrendous chemicals you can imagine. Yeah. And not only that, when you consume uh, organic matter, so the stuff in your mouth with a lot of these chemicals, they combine and have a synergistic effect to where they create new toxic chemicals. Yeah. And think about this, since you mentioned China, okay, since it's mass production, you best believe they're using machines. To fill up as many devices as possible. Oh, yeah. Right. And I, I think in this example, I'm talking about strictly the disposable ones because those get shipped off in boxes like, like nothing, right? Um, think of the machines, how gunky it must be. How often do they clean it? You know? Listen, bro, who, who wants to... Things like that. Who wants to smoke formaldehyde? And the more money you want to make, the lower quality ingredient you're going to use. Yeah, of okay. course. So the way the West advertises this to us is that it's just vegetable glycerin. I would push back a little bit on that because I think the West is noticing this problem and they're starting to implement more strategies around solving it. Mm-hmm. I think it's more so the culture rather than like the people who are in charge of, of Western countries. Mm-hmm. Like kids just glorify it and, and teens glorify it. So. Yeah. And they usually use the, the um, excuse that, oh, well, it's better than cigarette smoking. So I'm just going to vape. You can say that. I, I don't blame you for that, you know, because I was there, right, until I started having issues. Yeah. And then I started hearing about um, one of my buddies actually had a popcorn lung. You oh, heard of shit. that? You heard of that, right? Um, is it where your lungs fill up with fluid? Yep. Sort of, but little sacks. Okay. Okay. And it starts to have like a, just think of little, like, you know how popcorn is like little pops everywhere? That's essentially what it looks like. Yeah. Um, not a great feeling at all. 
Especially not when a great it comes situation. to the only thing that's keeping you alive, pretty much, which is breathing. If you stop breathing, you'll die. Yeah. So if that isn't scary enough, that's, um, I feel bad for you. Yeah. And what I also find interesting is that, look, even though we're going to talk about some of these negative health effects, mm-hmm. for a lot of people, that's not going to move the needle. That's not going to persuade them. Yeah. So what, what I like is that you've come up with a list that we're going to explain towards the end of the episode mm-hmm. about the finer things, the more mental and spiritual. And- yeah. Like my philosophy on how to actually stop if you're looking forward to stopping and you find it very difficult because I found it very difficult and it took me like trial and error for me to realize what was the best way to go about it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so let's go through some of these other effects. So this is a very important one. Mm-hmm. Vaping may harm fertility in young women. Not now, unheard of. That is pretty nasty. Yeah. So e-cigarette, e-cigarette usage may impair fertility and pregnancy outcomes, according to a mouse study published in the Journal of Endocrine Society. Now, of course, it's a mouse study, but um, in terms of animal models, that's going to be the most accurate that we have compared to us. Of course. I don't know what study isn't using mice or, you know, yeah, for brain, anything related. We found that e-cig usage prior to conception significantly de- delayed implantation of a fertilized embryo to the uterus, mm. thus delaying and reducing fertility in mice. And to me, you know, considering all the other effects, I'm not surprised. Hmm. So if you're a young woman out there and you want to have... Healthy children, consider cutting out vaping very seriously. Yeah. And I know, I feel for everyone that believes that it is an accessory necessary to move in this world, especially here. It's, again, dude, it's like an added part that makes you identify as a cool person, I guess. Yeah. And that's a lot of what we have to do to rewire yeah. people's minds. So restructure of, of and redefining what is really important to you. Mm-hmm. Because I believe a life and a healthy one at that is, a, is vastly more important than taking a, a hit or two or three and sticking to it, you know? Yeah. And just to fit in with whoever the hell you're kicking it with. That's true. Um, and then something you mentioned, you know, popcorn lung, all that other stuff, um, inhaling uh, e-cig vapor can cause irritation and infl- inflammation in the lungs, leading to coughing, shortness of breath, other uh, respiratory problems. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, to create unique vaping flavors, mm-hmm. manufacturers use flavoring compounds like diacetyl, um, acetone, 2,3-pentanodione, and all of these things have a nasty impact on just general lung function. So makes sense from yeah. that perspective. Let's not forget about the short and long-term effects that include my favorites, depression and anxiety. Mm. What about them? It has been linked to depression and anxiety for the most part. So if you feel suddenly depressed and anxious, as I did, I'd never realized that vaping could be causing it. Think of the meme that we all know. When someone loses their vape, they're going insane. Like all hell breaks loose, right? And you're Where's getting that, that anxiety of, I need to hit it right now. But did you ever ask yourself, why do you need to hit it? Is it the chemical compound? Or is it your habit, your brain, the thing that you've taught and trained to take a hit? Yeah. 
Or are you trying to run away from something? And the thing is, is there's a reason why you don't ask yourself why in that moment. It's because it is so strong that it imbalances your mind to a point where you cannot think straight. Rewires your, your brain. It's, it's restructured, man. It's, it's like, I wish I can tell you in that moment that why, why do I need to hit it right now? You just need to hit it, and then I'll tell you why. Yeah. If I hit it, I can tell you why. But then if I'm like literally in that moment, I cannot. And that's the thing. I've seen this across smokers too. You know, some of my uncles uh, back home, when it came like during Ramadan, right, where they had to just abstain from it all day. Mm-hmm. Dude, they used to be the happiest guys, and all of a sudden they're like throwing fits. They do not want it. They're screaming. They're angry, bro. They're having road rage. I'm like, what is going on? Like, they cannot function all of a sudden. What is happening there? And that to me is an imbalance in the mind. Yeah. Definitely. Like, you cannot handle the complete blood flow anymore. What's going on? And let's not confuse that with nicotine because nicotine actually shows some very promising things for anxiety and depression mm-hmm. or more so depression. I think you can raise anxiety yeah. depending on the person. But when you combine all the other chemicals and, and you you think about the chronic inflammation that vaping produces, that makes sense because depression in my mind is a chronic inflammatory disorder. Mm-hmm. And if you just contribute to more chronic inflammation through vaping, then you're going to likely see an out, uh, increased outcome of that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely insane. It is. And it makes you feel insane. Yeah. Especially in those moments. Um, yeah. Another reason to quit, honestly. Another you reason d- to quit. You don't need it. And the thing is, is like the way we were designed is to eat fruit during its seasons. We've already messed that up. Okay. We have year round fruit now. We don't look forward to these things anymore, like seasonal changes or, you know, seasonal goods. There's just things that are produced and they're advertised to us and our eyes love it. So we go to it and now it's a part of us. So we're adapting a million things that are contradicting each other into our lives, becoming a lifestyle that's just kind of ironic, stupid, and contradicting all at the same time. Like, for example... Um, I lift, I go to the gym, I'm a power lifter, whatever it is. I'm a gym bro. Right. I run track and field, but then I vape. (laughs) Choose one. You get what I mean? That's an activity. This is an activity. But then when you put vaping into anything, it infuses into all of it. Mm -hmm. And it feels like it contradicts everything, including your own mind. Half in, half out. Yeah. If you, if you, you're going to be a runner, just follow the, the healthy lifestyle holistically. Yeah. Do you think Michael Phelps vapes? Well, he eats a shit ton of McDonald's, but he certainly doesn't vape. Still, he doesn't vape. That, that goes to show you. There's a certain mindset. That we can eat. But the thing that's supposed to go in our lungs is air. And he needs his lungs. Trust me. Yeah. Um, yeah, those are like my common thoughts usually when it, when it comes to like stopping vaping and stuff like that. It's like, okay, let's get through the facts because I know it's not going to matter. It's not going to matter. And no matter how many facts you know, when you're vaping and you're trying to go, you know, like let's just say it burns and you need to buy a new one, but the shop doesn't have any right now, so you have to go to another shop and you're, you're wasting so much time. Like going to, you know, like you're in this rush zone of I need to just hit it and then I'll do whatever it takes. Yeah. 
Not to mention it's extremely expensive on the pocketbook. Mm-hmm. Waste it of is money. A, is it a, it's an expensive habit. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing. When you quit, you could just replace that budget with more food. Because food is healthy and it's good for the soul if you're eating well, of course. Yeah. But that's basically all the science and negative effects oh we can get God. into. Uh, hopefully that, yeah, hopefully that helps you know the facts now. Um, it is just simply not good for you. I would say always prioritize your lungs because your lungs affects your brain. It affects the way you feel. Your uh, levels of dopamine, serotonin, everything. Yeah. And if it goes down to blood flow as well, what, uh, what else does blood run into? Your brain. That's, that's going to impact know, how you think about how you That's the imbalance that. part. So when you start saying that, no, it doesn't affect it. Yes, it does. <laughs> I can vouch for that. Yeah. Now, let's get into the segment of what you all came here for, and it's how to stop vaping. The big question. And this is my philosophy on how I went about it, because it was very tough. And I understand that once you identify with vaping, smoking, all that kind of stuff, seeing smoke come out of your mouth, taking that hit in, having that throat hit, you know, six milligram nicotine is going to hit different than a three, whatever, the, whatever it is. Um, I understand that. I don't, I don't want people to feel like I am coming from hating on vaping. It's just so much in the benefit for you to stop. Mm. And to know that the whole world, a majority of the world is running on no nicotine, no vaping, no real inhalation of substance that you don't need, you know? So I would like to start by saying, define why clearly why you want to stop is it to achieve more goals do you feel like you're behind on things do you feel like it it affects success in some way are you not where you want to be could that have correlation with vaping yeah do you want to improve your health do you want to improve your relationships Mm -hmm. you have to start to see how everything is linked Mm -hmm. so if you have a chronic vaping habit what is your goal must see how that impacts your your cognitive function your relationships Mm -hmm. your overall health so forth Mm -hmm. it's very important i personally feel like a little bitch when i go there's all this air here and everyone's breathing fine why am i hitting this why do i need to be like oh hold on oh we're going to the restaurant oh hold on (laughs) it's fucking annoying bro like it's actually annoying do you if you take yourself out of yourself and just look at yourself as a third person point of view, you look how stupid you look. Yeah, it's true. And the older you get, the stupider you look. All right. Especially when it's like blueberry muffin ice. Especially if you have one of those big vaping devices. Just takes up your entire fist. See, I was one of those, though. It's like I found it to be cool. Like, I thought it was interesting. And I like the way smoke looks. I like the way smoke feels. I like everything about it. Okay. So I'm not here to convince you to smoke, but here's why I would suggest it. And if you're, if you want to, this is how. Um, facts and evidence obviously will not get you to, to stop. Yeah. It would not convince you alone. So you need a bigger goal than that. All right. You need a why you want to stop. Are you following a certain role model like Jordan Peterson, for example? He's a smart guy, intellectual really has great debates, has a clean mind. I'm sure he doesn't support vaping. He doesn't, he doesn't need vaping. 
He doesn't need it. That's the thing, right? He finds happiness through other things. He finds de-stressors through other things. Like all normal people, like we were created. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm pretty sure Adam and Eve didn't have vapes with 1850 milliamp batteries. Instead of the apple, they grabbed the vape. <laughs> it was yeah, the apple juice. <laughs> the apple juice flavor. <laughs> with propylene glycol. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, that, that reason has to be emotionally valuable to you. Yeah. Like, just think about it. If, if you're someone who values health and you have a habit of chronically vaping, in 20, 30 years, you have to think about it in detail. Like, I could die of a heart attack very easily. Mm-hmm. I could experience a stroke. You're more fragile as you get older. Yeah. So what good does that do if it's lowering your bone density, your cardiovascular health, your heart is going up in rate, um, your lungs are being destroyed? What is the point of that? They're being destroyed differently than cigarettes. Cigarettes could be merely burning your lungs. This one's just filling it up with moisture and stupid phlegm. A nasty crap yeah, that well, you just don't need. Inflammation. Yeah. Right? It's affecting the way you think. If you need to think to get to where you want to be, then stop intruding the thoughts. That's mm-hmm. how I see it. It's very clear. So most likely has to do then with your lifestyle and societal influence. Your group of circle, your group of friends, your circle. Notice, are they vaping? How disciplined are you? To stop yourself and be like, I'm going to be the only one out. Not that's vaping. probably the toughest one. That is tough. And that's the realest thing I'm probably going to say here is because that is the hardest part. Yeah. Um, you have to recognize it as a physical habit rather than a chemical addiction. The more you sell, tell yourself that it's the nicotine, the more that it becomes untrue. Why is that? Because the way I found it is that since it becomes your third hand like i said it's not like cigarettes like it has a time and place you can hit it anywhere technically it starts to really become a third hand it's a third thing that you do across all activities that you do throughout the day extension of yourself yeah so you have to fix your mind and you have to realize that mind over matter we've all heard that and i'm sure you know the nocebo effect right i can give you empty pills as a uh, you know a prescriber and tell you to take these. And when they run out, come and see me. So you can get your new prescription. Mm. And you could be taking these. Like Joe Rogan said. It's a nocebo effect. And um, go to the emergency room and be like, please, please, I need the meds. I need the meds. I'm going crazy. And it turns out that once the doctor came to him and told him, these are empty pills. There's nothing in here. <laughs> then his mind clicked. And he was just like, oh, wow, I feel better. His arteries went back to normal. It's that crazy power Isn't of the that mind. Insane? Power yeah. of the mind. Okay. So the mind works in that aspect too. I feel like it's very similar to phone addiction as well. Yeah. Because we always have our phones. And if you chronically vape, you always have your vape. Yeah. And there are very few places they're, where... They're super portable. Yeah. So think of that. That's why I call it a third hand. That makes sense. Okay. You could be driving and while you're driving, you've taken 15, 20, 30 hits. Easy. You got your destination. So that's what I mean by be conscious about it too, like I said earlier. Um, my advice is if you're going to quit, do not quit cold turkey. That usually never works because it's just more room for relapse. The way I did it was I knew that I had one more hit. And why? Because I never threw it away. What I did was I locked it in another room. And by locked it, I don't mean I actually locked the door. 
I just put it away from me. So if I, if it was work time and I was on my desk, I would go put it in the living room and I would just keep it there. Create more friction. Yeah. Yeah. Because when you're conscious of when you take hits, it's very important to restructure the, the relationship that you have with it. And that's where the problem is. I think that's where the addiction really lies. Is that you, the relationship you built with it is just, it's at my disposal anytime. No matter what I'm doing. Well, you haven't defined the relationship yeah. with it. Because you don't have the self-awareness to even think about that. Don't believe me? Think about going to take a crap in the bathroom. You go, and sometimes you forget your phone, but you have your vape. You would never forget your vape. That's so funny. Right? <laughs> so when you do the triple check now, phone, wallet, keys, it's a quadruple check now. Phone, wallet, keys, vape. Yep. <laughs> happens all the time. It does. Right? My yeah. friends used to come over, and then they'd come back. They'd be, just be banging on the door and be like, yo, have you seen my vape? I'm like, wow. It was, you know, like, it's like a phone now. It's more than a phone. Insane. Um, but yeah, it's the relationship you have with it. That's the real addiction. So what I would do is go about your day as normally as you would. Instead, this time, refrain from taking a hit as long as possible. You might, start, you might actually start seeing your emotions to get the best of you and make it hard to do normal daily things that you've been doing your entire life. Mm. Because your mind is fixated on, let me just take a hit. It is occupy, occupying space in your mind, knowing where the vape is. So are you saying that you want to develop awareness in mind as to when a craving arises and then notice it and let it go? You want, yes. You want to notice the craving and let it go. Let it go as far, like push it as far as possible, but knowing that you didn't throw it away. You know that it's in the living room. Do not go reach for it though. Do not. Go as long as possible. All right. This is the first day. Um, the longer you go without it, the harder it will be to focus on any little thing. Trust me, this will get you to get into a state of mind where it's almost fight or flight. Like you will not finish your task until you take a hit. Yeah. And you start to just sit there like struggling and, and almost angry at the fact that you're not vaping right now, you know? Mm -hmm. But trust me, this is absolutely necessary to readjust your identity as a non-vapor. And it's going to suck for the short term. Like, oh, 100%. That applies to anything. And every minute that you don't take a hit is going to feel like hours. Yeah. And hours and hours. And it's going to feel like the longest, I would say, three days of your life. Because past three days, you will forget about it. You think and the three-day mark is where? Three-day mark is usually good. Why? Because nicotine is probably out of your system at that point. Yeah. Um, and within just the first three hours, your, uh, your entire blood flow readjusts technically. Mm -hmm. right after you don't take a hit. So again, yes, taking one hit does affect you for the time being. Absolutely it does. That's a misconception. You know, if people think it's just a chronically vaping. Chronically vaping has long-term effects, sure, but short-term is also just one hit. One hit can really, like I said, bump up your BPM. And, and it depends on the individual's health. Like if you're more vul vulnerable in regards to your health, then you have less leverage to work with. Mm -hmm. So each time you take a hit like that, you're poisoning yourself. Yeah. Why are you lowering your immunity like that? It sucks. The problem I see is that you always do everything ever, always while taking a hit. 
when you wake up, when you sleep, before you hit the gym, right after the gym, before and after class, before your shower, after your shower, before, during, and after work, while driving, after eating, before eating, like it's, it's not, it is taking over every single task that should be its own activity. Mm -hmm. Right. So we don't have a relationship with vaping where it's like, I am only vaping right now. Like, oh, I finished work. Okay, let me go vape. And you sit there in a corner just vaping and then you go back. No, that never happens. It's a part of you at that point. Do you think it's valuable to implement that sort of approach where it's just a dedicated 10-minute time span for you to, to vape and then go back to your task? Yeah, and I'll get into that. Um, so each one of these daily habits and routines now include vaping and has been defined as a part of your every detailed move. That is the source of the problem. Yeah. Again, because it's a part you, of you. If you think back at when you didn't vape and you picked it up, I guarantee you that it was something that was like just ordinary, you know? Oh, vape. <laughs> nice. Oh, we're watching a movie at my friend's house. He has a vape. I just took a hit. Great. And then you move on to buying one. And then you buy one and then now you're like, all right, I'm going to take a hit before my parents know or whatever. <laughs> like, I'm just going to pretend I'm a teen. <laughs> yeah. Right. And then suddenly you're ghosting in the house. And then suddenly you go to the bathroom and you take it with you. You're ghosting on the plane See, in the like class. Now, these are the intro moments of you defining and bringing in. You're introducing vaping into every little activity you do. So the way you did that, you need to exit the same way. That's the way I see it. All right. If it's a compilation of vaping within the activities that you've been doing, and now do the same thing to exit. So you need to take it out of every activity that you're doing. Consciously, yeah. Consciously, yeah. So restructuring the relationship of everything you do to not include that hit anymore is the challenge, not the hit itself. And that's why I say it's less chemical, it's more habitual. Yeah, 100%. It's the practice of it. Because we all know it is tasty and nothing beats the throat hit, cognitive feeling, and satisfaction finishing anything up we do with a sweet, sweet inhale, taking our last stress away. And that is the misconception, is that it is a de-stressor. When in, <laughs> That's in a my huge honest, misconception. In my honest opinion, it is the inducer of stress and anxiety. By far. Like, that's not even... In little argument. bits, man. In little bits. It's insane. So, if that's the misconception that vaping is a de-stressor, but you will soon realize that it is a cause of stress and anxiety. The memes we see about vapors are not far from the truth because we go insane and it's time to take a drug... Or sorry, time to take a drag and you can't find your device, all hell, all hell breaks loose. Yeah. We all know that. You know that feeling distinctly. <laughs> and it might be like in your mind, it could be a de-stressor. Mm -hmm. But physiologically speaking, it's wreaking havoc on your body. Yeah, because that's a sign that it has controlled you and not you controlling it. Yeah. And when it comes to something like that, I mean, you can't placebo yourself out of that. Yeah. You put it into your life. Therefore, you need to retract Retrace your steps and exit mm -hmm. out. So always keep at the top of your mind why you decided to stop and what you value more. Those things need to be highlighted in your brain if you're trying to stop because that's ultimately what's going to really push you to keep going because it is really easy to take a drag. Yeah. It's the easiest thing in the world. Just even a short one. You're like, oh my God, I feel better. You feel better right now, like like seconds. I promise you, two minutes go by, you're gonna take another hit. Yeah, and then and that's you're gonna the feel like shit because you know it's not good for you. That's the problem with it. 
So now when you have this mental battle after several hours minimum without taking a drag, but you still have it sitting in the other room, go find it and take one hit and two. Right when you feel like you've prolonged it at this point, you know? Like you're sick of sitting in your own body like this. Please note how you felt immediately after that hit. Notice how you feel. Most likely dizzy, heavy chest, and maybe upset stomach. Take note of that feeling and you might just say, wow, I honestly felt better physically while not hitting it. I felt an unlocked portion of myself and capacity. I was shaking all day and one hit, one hit takes it away and makes me forget I ever needed one all day. Mm. Maybe this device is the problem because why was I wreaking havoc on myself and then suddenly I feel fine? Listen, I'll, I'll tell you something real quick. I've pushed my Zen consumption to such an extreme mm -hmm. at times that it's very difficult for me to not notice the negative effects mm -hmm. because like I have headaches. I'm more thirsty than usual. It's impacting my sleep. Uh, I have fatigue. So I do think there is a, a point where you push it to such an extreme that it could force you to quit. Yeah. And that's like, I've created a health, healthy relationships with nicotine, nicotine in general because of that. Mm hmm. Well, maybe this device is the problem. And as you practice it, keeping it in another, as you practice keeping it in another room and making vaping a one-on-one -on -one activity that is separate from all your rituals and necessary living routines that run your day, you realize you don't need it. And in fact, it's a little evil. Yeah. It really is. Sneaky too. Yeah. Think about it. It distracts from giving 100% to everything you do because of the constant breaks you need mid doing things. It's a placeholder in your mind that makes you feel less whole or unfulfilled if you don't take a little drag, all while cheapening your health down to your bones. Hmm. So it's funny that we feel bad to the bones, but it actually is bad to the bones. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Isn't that funny? Yeah, it's hilarious. There's a reason why those sayings exist. Yeah. The next day, try to go longer without it, but don't throw it away just yet. Keep providing the comfort that you can go back to it if you need it. Want and if you want to, um, doesn't mean it's, it's, it's time to take a hit. Mm -hmm. Just because you want to, it's not, it doesn't mean it's time to take a hit. You know what I mean? Distract yourself longer this time and it will magically disappear from your mind and routines in a short little while. Your daily life will feel empty and unfulfilled. I believe me, I know that. And the first couple of days, but the magic happens when you let it go from your mind. The little chatters of it's time to take a drag, it's time to take a drag, just one more hit, will disappear. And that's what I mean by a restructured relationship with vaping. Mm. It's clearing your mind of it, okay? It's taking the practice of it out of all your routines, okay? That means no longer, when you have coffee, just have coffee. Yeah. Coffee is its own thing to appreciate. You really don't need to ruin it with a hit. You get what I mean? Do you, uh, do you think there's something to be said for replacing a vape addiction with a healthier obsession? Yeah. Get into uh, fruit. Yeah. Get into agriculture. Or uh, exercise. Gr exercise. Exactly. Which you most likely are doing all that. This, which is why I'm saying you're doing just fine. You have everything you most likely that you need to be running absolutely phenomenally. It's just placing the energy and attention yeah. towards something else. Most likely vaping has just been an additive that you never needed. And you just wanted to fit in somewhere. Yeah. And it is now taking over you. True. So once you're taking, once you're used to taking a few, fewer and fewer hits throughout the day, when you have won, you're almost at the finish line. 
and you're closer to healing your body and gaining real success through an organized mind and a happy soul. Your anxiety will reduce. You will handle stressful things with, surprisingly, less stress. And you will find yourself to be doing things fully. Driving with will feel weird because you realize you never fully drove to begin with. Instead, you, were defined, you redefined it to chilling and getting somewhere. Yeah. You redefined working into getting my check so I can hit the vape shop. These things will feel boring at the beginning, but that's the challenge of life to make it fun anyway and not let dopamine levels be stolen by a stupid fruity device that is debilitating you. It is literally ruining you and it's ruining your value. That's the way I see it. And I don't know if this has something to be for with me being older or getting older or anything like that, but I truly see that when you look at, you know, some of the greatest actors in the world, a lot of them are really smart intellectual people and they run their life on practicing their craft. And I guarantee you, none of them have a distraction like this. I don't know if I agree with that. I mean, those, Once those it's people down tend to be the, the most I know, up dude, in the head. Well, here's the thing. I know a lot of, a lot of talent, you know, where they, it's time for a project and they're going to get filming in about five months. They'll spend this next five months really getting into the shape of the character. Oh yeah, for sure. There are definitely. And in order sets. to do that and memorize all these lines and, and do it crap, like with such craft and, and mastery. Mm-hmm. You need to be in a state of mind. And that state of mind does not come with a bunch of distractions. Yeah, it doesn't come with... No, fucking in fact, minutes. they're fine-tuning a lot of things so they can have the cognitive ability to do so and the, mm-hmm. the right foundation. Yeah, and the last thing that... So I'll, when I think of that, that's real mastery. That's, that's true value, and that's why we value them. It's maturity. And it ties into my point, like this is the last thing I'm going to say, is that at a certain point when you get older, it's time to put your fucking big boy, big boy pants on. And admit where you are in the process. Like, do you actually want to grow as a human being? Mm-hmm. If not, keep vaping. Yeah. If you do, then you have to suck it up and you have to learn and, and explore and experiment with different things to stop that habit because it is holding you back. Yep. And that's why I started by saying you have to define why you want to stop. Exactly. Is it time for you to grow or not? And if it's and not, live your fucking life. And Yeah. It depends how, how big your dreams and goals are, too realistically and i believe that the bigger you want to be there's a lot of distractions you have to remove and it starts with this Mm -hmm. because it is so common now and if you found this valuable please rate us five star review on spotify and apple Podcasts. that would be much help to us you can also follow us on youtube at the 2am podcast you can uh check us out and support us by visiting the 2ampodcast.com, going to our sponsor section, using code 2AM for any of our affiliates that you like. That would help us out gracefully. It's probably time for us to hit the vape, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> it's my kind of vape here. Called the 2AM Podcast. This is the only addiction you need. Peace.